This is the biggest name drop I'm ever, ever going to say in my life. But I, because of my science work, I got an invite to dinner at the home of I'm not going to give away Ellie Ward's name drop at the start of the show, but she's right. It's a big one, and it's coming up today on Follow Friday. But first, today's show is brought to you by Hey.com. That's H-E-Y.com. One of the best features about Hey is how easy it is to sort your incoming mail. Receipts and shipping updates go to a special inbox called the Paper Trail. Email newsletters go to the feed. And everything else goes into the inbox. They call it that because it's for important, immediate stuff. And it's fun to say, inbox. So go get your own inbox at hey.com. Today is a good day to meet some new friends. Everyone make a way. The show is a buffet. Of folks you should know. So let's have a soirée. Well, that's enough for a place. I'm Eric Johnson. Welcome to Follow Friday, a show about the best people on the internet and why you should follow them. If you're new to the show, welcome. Every week, I talk to the internet creators I admire most about who they follow online. These include podcasters, writers, comedians, musicians, and more. They have amazing taste and will guide us to the people they find fascinating who we should be following, too. Today on the show is Allie Ward, the host of the science comedy podcast, Ologies. Her motto is, ask smart people stupid questions, and on every episode, Allie talks with a different ologist about their area of expertise. So, for example, she's done episodes about dendrology, the study of trees, oikology, the study of decluttering, and corvid thanatology, the study of crow funerals. It's true, crows have funerals. But here's a clip from one of my favorite episodes, Sinology, the study of dogs. Her guest, Brandon McMillan, has just told her that his father literally ran off to join the circus after seeing a performance by the lion tamer Gunther Gable Williams. I was like, maybe I should see what this guy looked like. And so I pictured someone in a mustache wearing like a wool three-piece suit and a monocle. Incorrect. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, the majesty. So Gunther Gable Williams image search returns are deeply gratifying photos of just a, a lemon juice blonde sun-kissed demigod wearing bespangled flared spandex pants and a matching vest hold the shirt not needed here he looks like a wholesome sexy billy idol but with a cheetah draped around his neck and if there's one thing you can learn from looking at him dude could get some tail and i'm not just talking about elephants so if this dude swung through my post-war town i would hop onto a circus wagon so hard i would break it you can find Ologies by searching O-L-O-G-I-E-S in your favorite podcast app. But we're not really here to talk about Allie's work. We're here to talk about the people she follows online. Allie, welcome to Follow Friday. I'm so excited to have you here. Oh, thanks for having me. It's Friday. This is just the best vibe to go into the non-existent quarantine weekends. <laughs> We are recording on Friday and publishing on a Friday. It's all Fridays around here. It's great. <laughs> so before we dive in, you've been doing this interview podcast for a long time. You've also done a lot of TV hosting and presenting. You're really good at this. I'm going to unilaterally dub you an interviewologist. Um, and uh, so let, let me get some advice from the expert before we get started. How do you make an interview that could be ordinary? How do you make it extraordinary? Oh, this is a great question. And 
one thing I find is you have to figure out what is going to light someone up. And so what questions I ask are usually a little bit more personal than they might be used to or a little bit more seemingly arbitrary. So asking someone, let's say, if they say, oh, my spouse is also a marine biologist, um, you could let that glaze over. But if it's the beginning of the interview, it's a great time to ask like, you know, who hit on who or did you meet on a boat or like, you know, things like that. Um, Do you travel together? Things that are more personal will usually like light people up. And I find that that trick actually works for back in pre-pandemic days is like at a dinner party, asking couples how they met is always a great way to learn more about them. Everyone has a story. Everyone has a story. So yeah, asking those questions like, do you dream about otters? If they're an otter expert, (laughs) those ones that they probably don't get asked very much, but are personal. So yeah. And the person who's really not expecting the question about otters is the tree expert. I mean, that's just out of left field. (laughs) And then that's one reason why I love to ask like what movies get it right or wrong, because there's nothing like a really impassioned scientist who's about to bust some cinematic flim flam. Like being like, (laughs) I remember the very first uh, episode that ever went up was Volcanology. And the question of like Dante's Peak versus Inferno was one of those like, oh, okay, number one. You know, so (laughs) I always love it. Getting those ones that the rest of the day. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) pretty much. You're just like, settle in. It's going to be a long discussion. But yeah, so whatever lights people up. Makes me think of that that clip of Neil deGrasse Tyson critiquing the sky in Titanic. Have you seen this clip? <laughs> yes. He's he like the the when the boat goes down, he's complaining about how we know exactly where what the stars were that night in the sky, and they got it wrong. Oh. And it's it's like other people were focusing on other things that wasn't yeah. the most important thing in the scene, Neil. But yeah, <laughs> I, I couldn't help but focus on the drowning babies, for example. But Neil deGrasse yeah. Tyson is like wrong constellation, stars. It's Final Friday. All right. Well, anyway, before the show, I gave you a list of categories. I asked you to tell me four people you follow who fit in those categories. And your first pick is in the category, Someone Who Makes You Think. You said Karina Newsom, who's on Twitter at hood underscore naturalist. She works for the nonprofit Georgia Audubon. She does a ton of great work in wildlife conservation and in encouraging kids from underrepresented backgrounds to get into wildlife science. So so how did you start following Karina? And, and why do you say she makes you think? Uh, well, first off, I have to say that yours was the most stressful email I opened all week. I, it was the one that I sat on the most. and It was one that I probably spent the most time on on all of my emails. And I have like six jobs. And I was, I was like, who do I pick? Who do I pick? Who do I pick? And it was so difficult because obviously there's so many great people. But Karina is someone that came to my mind instantly. I have never met her in person, which is kind of nutty because we've been in the same you know circles we've been on one zoom together for a trivia night for Skype a scientist and nonprofit um, but Karina is amazing I first started following her about a year ago on Twitter and she really kind of came into a kind of public prominence this past June she was one of the founders of Black Birders Week and um there was an incident with Christian Cooper who is say, yeah a black birder. birder. Yeah, exactly. And so after that, a bunch of um, wildlife biologists of color came together to to raise awareness about how difficult it is and how difficult it's made on them to go out and do wildlife observations in spaces where they don't feel welcome. And um, Black Birders Week was a huge success and it spawned so many movements, Black in Neuroscience, you know, Black Ecologist Week, like Black Botanist Week, like absolutely. It's And it's been so great to have people be more visible about their work. 
her website says, from the block to the zoo to the marsh. And she's really loves to represent how accessible nature is in all kinds of environments. But she had one thing that that I love that she posted recently on Instagram, January 19th, she posted, and she's, um, I believe she's Christian as well. She posted, professed Christ followers, if the center of your theology is not the liberation of the oppressed, justice for people forced into the margins of society and the destruction of the systems that keep them there, then you do not know the God that you claim. Um, Furthermore, if you work to maintain these systems, this violent status quo, you are the antithesis of Christ. Read Antichrist. Um, Funny, y'all be the ones frantically looking around for the Antichrist and it's you. So she is really wonderful at being outspoken about her beliefs that are are really true to her. And she speaks about social justice. And then her, her next post might be a video of a baby hummingbird (laughs) that was a baby (laughs) hummingbird that was injured and is a ambassador hummingbird that hangs around the office and drinks from a syringe. So she's, I know, which is like (laughs) so amazing. So she's, she really kind of opens all these doors for people to see everything from nature in, in city dwellings to marshes. And she really speaks a lot about her own experience, the experience of marginalized people, the intersection of politics and ecology, how marginalized people can be in the sciences. And Ologies listeners will also love her. She was in the Black AF and STEM week episode we did. So she's someone who, whatever she posts, I will ingest it with glee. She's just a really, really great voice to follow. So for since this is an audio podcast and folks can't uh, see us, uh, we should say that both of us are white. And there's been a lot of talks, especially since last June with the BLM protests about white allyship, right? And so I'm wondering, as like a professional science communicator, right? You're someone who's very publicly, you know, out there talking about science. Like, how do you how do you work as an ally? Like, what do you see as your role or your responsibility to advance the same same goals that Karina's doing? Oh, you know. That's another great question. And I have learned so much, you know, even in the past year about how to be a better ally. And um, one thing I love about Ologies is it was always my mission to show all types of scientists and I to not be overt about it and not show like this is a, a podcast for women in science. And you you might not know that, you know, there's an LGBTQ movement in science just to present the scientists and have them represent all kinds of fields so that people got used to them as scientists and them as people and their knowledge and not as a representative of a marginalized group, because not everyone shares the same views within those groups. And so um, I've always just kind of under the radar wanted to be an ally just by giving a plat- giving my platform to people who deserve to have the spotlight on them and just absolutely making them feel like rock stars and having people fan over them. And then also if someone on on my podcast speaks about social justice issues, whether it's being the only woman in the room or whether it's being um you know a uh, a Latinx I always say Latinx or Latinx because I hear it both ways. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what it is. One of those things is like, I I feel like I'm saying it wrong either way. But um, maybe I'll take that back. But whether being the only person of color in a room, um, I pay them for that. And I pay them an extra honorarium because that is emotional work that if you have privilege, you don't have to do. So if someone, whether they volunteer it or if it comes up naturally or if I just know that they are kind of the, there's the knowledge that they are representing someone, then um, 
then yeah, I pay them an extra honorarium for that emotional labor because it's it's deserved. That's really good. That resonates with my own thinking on the topic. I think there's a lot of people who want to be loud and take credit for being an ally more than they actually care about being an ally. Yeah. And and if you do ever accidentally exclude someone and someone brings it to your attention, just being like, wow, yes, I believe you that that is something that you want to tell me about. And absolutely, I'll recognize that from there on. So I think a lot of people who are want to be allies are like, get upset if they think they did it wrong. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. like, <laughs> it's not how that works. Anyway, but yeah. But yeah, so back, back to Karina, one of the things that I saw on her website is that she's conducting research to conserve the McGillivray's Seaside Sparrow. Um, and this is something that uh, I, I I don't know a lot about birds. You probably know a lot more from, from talking to her and other folks like her. <laughs> um, but uh, bird names are... are, are uh, kind of delightful do you, do, you, do you have a favorite off the top of your head and any any favorites that you know of oh my gosh you know it's funny because there are some birds who are getting renamed better names but i mean who doesn't love a tit probably yeah. <laughs> i mean tit's pretty good <laughs> well I, I, the reason i ask is there's just a tweet re- a tweet thread recently that my girlfriend showed me this is from stew underscore bot 3000 and mm-hmm. i highly recommend you look this up this is a, a long tweet thread titled my favorite species of birds are the ones named by people who clearly hate birds. Uh, so there's Little Bustard, there's the Rough-Faced Shag, the Sad Flycatcher, the Ruddy oh. Pigeon, uh, the Satanic Nightjar. There's, there's, there's a lot oh of these. Oh my God. Anyway, That's I highly so recommend good. people look that up. Wait, do you know about, um, there's one, do you know about the Horned Screamer? The Horned Screamer. No, I had not heard of that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's this. It's not an attractive bird. It definitely looks. It just looks kind of like a like an ashy pigeon. But it's a, <laughs> named a Horned Screamer because they do scream. But it also has a just like a a horn like a. Oh my god! I looked up pictures of this. Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> it looks like it just has one semi curly antenna coming out. Like like a unicorn. It, it's like it's like playing a game of like telephone where you're you're asking someone who has never seen a picture of a unicorn to draw a unicorn, and they're like, "Yeah, this is probably it." Probably <laughs> just uh, like a off. wiry one wiry uh, appendage out of its head, essentially. But yeah, horned. You're right. Birds have great names. You know what else has great names is um mushrooms and fungus. And I I put together something for our mycology episode where it was like pick the the name the first letter of your first name and the month you were born and it'll give you a new fungus name. And um, I think mine was like a, a, like a slimy witch claw or something, but they're all (laughs) real fungus names, but just in combination. But yeah, that's incredible. Well, that was Karina Newsom, who's on Twitter at hood underscore naturalist. It's Final Friday. Let's move on to your next follow, Allie. I asked you for someone you don't know but want to be your friend. Oh, and you said so embarrassing. Chris Fleming, who's on Twitter at Chris Fluming, which is F-L-U-M-I-N-G. Mm-hmm. He's a comedian, and it looks like his best-known work is a series of videos uh, starring a character named Gail, yes. which I, I've missed the boat on this. These have millions of views on YouTube. It's all new to me, so uh, all of Chris's work is new to me. Tell us about him and, and why you want him to be your friend. Uh, I think first off, if we struck up a friendship, I'd be like, why is it fluming and not Fleming? Why is your name (laughs) Fleming and your handle fluming? I don't know why. I would love to chat over a kombucha with him about that. Um, I have been a fan of his for years and he's he writes the most beautiful songs. He has one about how the people 
who are poly are not the people you want to be poly. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, um, and it's kind of a, I mean, it's a celebration of open relationships, but also like a, "Mm, not really my type kind of a thing. Um, He makes wonderful music videos. His sensibility is very unique to him. And I just love that he's very, very tall and lanky with kind of like a shaggy, blonde, um, chin length shag. He has big glasses sometimes. He wears these jumpsuits that look so perfect on his willowy frame. He pulls off a very good jumpsuit look, I have to say. Yeah. His (laughs) dance moves, he's so lithe and nubile and uh, he's at once a, a tall masculine presence but also kind of like um like if you put a child in a taffy stretcher and <laughs> he's so funny and wonderful and he lives not too far from me and I found this out when I was at a restaurant last year and he walked in to get takeout and I have never been more like celebrity struck but he <laughs> he ended up following me somehow in the last year and I got so nervous I don't know why he follows me I don't know how he knows me he's probably I a fan of your work I mean I like what's wrong with that <laughs> I don't think so I don't know how I don't I have I can't if he is he's never said like I listen to the podcast or anything mm-hmm. I think we DM'd once about a book that I was reading with the, someone of the same last name to ask if he was related. And he said no. And then I was like, very good then. But okay. I'm, yeah. Goodbye forever. <laughs> Goodbye forever. I just, I, but I also kind of don't want to be his friend because I don't want to disappoint him. Aw. <laughs> I don't want to be his friend and have me be the friend that he is like, yeah, we definitely should get together and hang. But he has no intention of actually making plans. I would hate to disappoint him as a friend. I, I'm sure you know this. There's thousands upon thousands of people who think that about you, who who love your work and are just like, oh, I'm, I'm so afraid I could never talk to her. I would hate to disappoint her. I'm, I'm just I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> I, I can't imagine that to me. I can't that I feel like I'm I'm capable of loving literally anyone on the planet for some reason. And like, <laughs> and maybe Chris is the same way. You never know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I hope so. I think I I think if we ever hung out, I probably would not say much. I think I would just try to play it as safe as possible and just like try to laugh at the right times. But yeah, it would take me a while. I, I would be curious if, if you were hanging out with him like as a friend. I watched some of his videos on Twitter and on YouTube and he has this chaotic absurdist energy which <laughs> i mean i assume that must take like a lot of effort just to, to muster all of that and, and to and to be that consistently funny and weird and so i do wonder if like hanging out with him would be it would be strange because you're expecting him to like start singing or start changing his costume every few seconds or or just prancing around the place i don't know it must be very a different experience from from watching him as a performer i would say he does have a very uh chaotic and absurd energy and i would feel like irl he would be maybe the quietest person in the room you never know like i got it this is the biggest name drop i'm ever ever going to say in my life (laughs) but i because of my science work i got an invite to dinner at the home of weird al yankovic oh my god i know I know. Oh my God. <laughs> I feel the same way. I'm jealous of myself about it. Um, but he has a wonderful daughter who is a science enthusiast, and they watched a science show that I'm on called Innovation Nation and, and listened to ologies. And so, through a friend who's worked with them, invited me over just to hang out. And, and 
Al, Al Yank. I, I don't know if I should call him Weird Al or just Al or Al Yankovic. <laughs> Mr. Yankovic. Or you can overcorrect Albert, you know, to just <laughs> Albert. You know, when no one calls him. I can't like I don't feel like I'm on a first name basis, even though we've, <laughs> we have eaten chicken together. But um, but so quiet, so shy and quiet. Yep. And uh, he's just kind of what he's like. And so I feel like perhaps Chris Fleming Fluming might be of the same energy where it all comes out creatively and then they're very like humble and introvert. Who knows? I don't. They say the same thing about uh, Johnny Carson, where we're like at yeah, the peak of the Tonight Show when he was, you know, the most famous man in America that in, you know, a private party, he was intensely introverted just hands in his pocket just did not want to you know make jokes did not like could just was extremely shy in every regard mm-hmm. and so it's 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 weird how how people sort of can have those very different you know kind of dual personalities yeah um do you have a favorite thing that that chris has done that you've seen one thing recently that I watched that seemed like it shouldn't be interesting and in someone else's hands it would not have been, but um, he, in a live show, broke down the ending song in Greece, uh, <laughs> the I've Got Chills, their multiplying song, which, A, I watched Greece one billion times on cable with my sisters, but um, someone just in a live show on stage in a in a jumpsuit, in like a... It's not even a jumpsuit. It's more like a sleeveless romper wearing like an elegant sleeveless evening romper. Shouldn't command as much just awe and rapt attention just breaking down a movie from the 70s. But he's so funny. And just when he'll stop the video and point out where John Travolta looks possessed. Um, (laughs) And it's just it's just his commentary on anything is very charming and wonderful. And uh, yeah, I was and I was introduced to him of his work through my boyfriend. And so it's it's not even like a romantic through my now fiance. So it's not even any like budding romance thing because I'm already attached. But moreover, Chris is out of my league. So <laughs> I just I just want to be in his orbit. I just want to be on one group text Every, you know, maybe once or twice a month, he'll be like, oh, my God, car wash is having a special, you know, maybe local neighborhood people. I don't know. I just want him to ask me houseplant advice a couple times a year. I don't even have a <laughs> lot of houseplants, but I just want to be there for him. That was comedian Chris Fleming, who's on Twitter at Chris Fleming. In a minute, Allie Ward will tell us about her not so secret crush and an Instagram account that cracks her up. But first, we're going to take a quick break. Today's show is brought to you by Hey.com. I've been telling you for the past couple weeks all about the ways Hey has made email more enjoyable for me, and here's another one. Hey makes it easy to tell at a glance whether you've seen a message already. That may sound simple, but it's a huge game changer. Anything you haven't opened yet is at the top of your inbox, and if you need to reply to something but don't have the time to do so right now, you can move it into a dedicated reply later area and knock out all of your messages at once. And don't forget, Hey is not just for your personal use. They also offer Hey for Work, which comes with all the same great features as Hey and some exclusive features to make collaborating with your team easier. I will tell you more about those at the end of the show, but check out Hey and Hey for Work at Hey.com. That's H-E-Y dot com.
before we get back to Allie, I'm going to mention something that I normally save for the end of the show, which is that Follow Friday is on Instagram and Twitter at Follow Friday Pod. If you use either of those platforms, I want to talk to you there. So follow me at Follow Friday Pod and tweet or message anytime with your reactions, questions, suggestions for future guests, anything you like. That's at Follow Friday Pod on Twitter and Instagram. It's Follow Friday. Welcome back to Follow Friday. Ali Ward, I asked you for someone you have a crush on, and you said Jarrett Sleeper, who's on Instagram at Jarrett underscore Sleeper, and Jarrett has two R's and two T's. Mm-hmm. So I did some serious investigative journalism, <laughs> and I discovered that Jarrett is engaged to you. So congratulations. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I mean, I was like, I do have a crush on him, so yeah, I'm going to put counts. him down. But <laughs> does, does, does he know that, that you're only engaged to him because Chris Filming was out of your league? Or? <laughs> I think he'd be like, I get it. And he'd probably be like, same, honestly. Yeah. I think if, um, if I were to ask, I think we would both have said if Chris Fleming were to pick either one of us, it would be okay if we got dropped. We'd be like, that's fine. You know, some couples have like a list of like here. Yeah. Here's the approved names, and it's just a list of one for both of you. It's yeah. just like yeah, Chris. Just Chris. <laughs> it's just Mr. Fluming. But you publicly announced your engagement at the end of a recent podcast, and you described Jarrett as quote the man who wears wigs and short shorts to make quarantine workout videos. So, <laughs> could you explain that? I can. He wears both of those things. Um, but he so Jarrett and I have known each other for 10 years. We met on a rooftop 10 years ago and uh, we hit it off like instantly, like love at first sight. Like the second I saw him, I was like, fuck, what am I going to do about this guy? But we have a huge age gap. I am nine years older. And so I met him when he was 25 and I was in my 30s. And so don't do the math on it. It's fine. I'm 31 now. So it's everything's <laughs> good. But um, but we broke up a bunch of times in between because we were in two super different places. I did not want to date a guy in his 20s who was 25 anyway, like mattress on the floor kind of lifestyle and like <laughs> needed to go get hangovers and make bad decisions and date a lot of people. Um, he had only had one girlfriend before me. And so I was like, you need to go date a bunch of people. And so we got back together maybe th- like three years ago, but we'd known each other the whole time. So I've always had a crush on him. He's always been like the one that got away that I pushed away. And because he was not, I believe I called him an a green banana when I first met him. <laughs> I was like, there was nothing wrong with it. A green banana is going to be great. You just need some time on. And he got very offended by that. But sure. I mean, sure enough, it, like time worked out and and we did recently uh, get engaged. And uh, he proposed to me on the spot that we first made out uh, the night that we met, which was more than a makeout and was in a public place. <laughs> so when I say there was instant chemistry, there certainly was. Um, it is not legal to do what we did in Griffith Park the night we met, but here we are. Um, and so <laughs> I, we, I just, we fell very head over heels anyway. And so, um, so yeah, so he proposed there on Christmas Eve uh, with our dog. And so number one, he is like a very like physical person. Like he's a brown belt in jujitsu and he's like, I had never seen him compete in jujitsu. And I went for the first time like this past year again before quarantine. And to it's so bananas to see someone that you know is like, someone cooking dinner and someone hanging out to 
wrestle people to the ground. <laughs> so weird. Um, but he's really he's really good at it. And he's um, just very like he loves like lifting sandbags up and he has ADHD and he gets a lot of his energy out that way. It's just in physicality. But so once quarantine started, he started doing quarantine calisthenics and now he does it at, on Twitch at 9 a.m. Pacific every weekday morning. And in our garage <laughs> and uh, he's in short shorts a lot for it. Sometimes he will dip into the wig bin that we have in the garage. And I think he did one quarantine calisthenics where uh, it was in a like a red pajama suit with a ratty wig and a miner's hat. And I forget that. I think he his name was like Jedediah something. And all of his squats were aimed at like mining moves and he's so he's very hilarious and very weird and uh if i weren't engaged to him i would be creeping his instagram every day for signs (laughs) that he was engaged to someone else to break my heart for people who want to see those calisthenics videos i just looked it up it looks like his twitch name is also jarrett underscore sleeper with two r's and two t's and jarrett Yep. So, yeah, free workouts, 9 a.m. Pacific every morning. And he does like boxing stuff and leg day and butt, you know, butt day. And uh, we have some some like gym rings that a gymnast would use, like two mm-hmm. O-rings. And they it looks so much like a sex apparatus <laughs> that when our garage doors open, I'm always like, oh, God, I hope people think I hope people know this. Or just that's just some weird. Workout it's just for stuff. Twitch. It's yeah, just, it's- just, for, just for strangers <laughs> on the Internet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But he's also but and then he's also like a poet, like he's he has a a poetry book that's um that he has an agent for and they're starting to shop that around so he's this he's like this very weird combination of like cries at the drop of the hat when something is beautiful and like writes poetry about things and also um is like a maniac who can who carries sandbags down the street in order to (laughs) clear his mind so he's a weirdo and i love him oh that's that's adorable (laughs) this is is something you guys are in la right Mm -hmm, yeah this is something that is i think completely normal in la and for for, for like everywhere else in the country it it seems so strange but both of you are very much public performers you've done a lot of tv you do your podcast he's a poet and he's on twitch and he's on instagram you're both all over the place uh do you ever get competitive about about how much attention one or the other is getting I never ever do. I don't think he ever does either. It's funny because I am so enamored of him and he's such an interesting combination of someone who's really into history and really into language and words and creation and he's so funny and I think he's just such a hunk that to me it's very weird that not every single person on earth wants to be engaged to him. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm like a bit of a proselytizer with that. Um, I want, I want at some point, cause my, my career is pretty all encompassing and he offers a lot of support for mine. Like he helps edit my podcast and stuff, but yeah, I'm, I am always singing the praises and, and he's really, really great at helping me get ologies out the door every week and trying to help me find a work-life balance. So I think, I think that if we didn't like each other, maybe there would be that like, oh, yeah, I'm a little better. <laughs> but um, we're super boring in that we just really dig each other. But I think also part of digging each other is that we do have crushes on each other because we had this tortured seven years of on mm, off. When you weren't together. Yes. Yeah. Like forbidden crush. I've, I'm dating someone else, but I'm still thinking about him. You know, just remember all- that night in New yeah. York. Yeah, we'll always have New York. <laughs> We'll always have Griffith Park. Yeah. So yeah, but no, not competitive. I'm um, and in fact, it's been kind of cool to see 
like lately as ologies gets bigger and I do more TV shows and stuff um, to be able to recommend him for stuff and watch how that because I feel I feel like every career, every person in L.A. with a career, somebody opened a door, someone gave him a chance, you know, whether it was from an audition or whether it was like, you know, I, I just feel like this industry is based on your on a little bit of your reputation or connection. So I'm like anyone I can help. I'm like, come on up. That was Jarrett Sleeper, who's on Instagram and Twitch at Jarrett underscore Sleeper. It's Final Friday. We have time for one more follow today. Allie, I asked you for someone who makes you laugh. And you said Very Gay Paint, who is on Instagram <laughs> at Very Gay Paint. This is actually two people, Nicholas Shepard and Jensen Titus. And their bio is, quote, we paint things in a way that is very gay. <laughs> So, so t- talk about very gay paint and why they make you laugh. Well, this was the hardest one for me to pick because so many people do make me laugh, but they make me laugh at every single thing they post. And they are mural artists, right? They're both, I think, actors and comedians also. But in L.A., everyone is 10 things. And so they also paint these really beautiful, sometimes minimalist. Incredible. And like gorgeous, geometric, a little bit like 70s retro, like muted Mm -hmm. umbers, uh, like beautiful um, kind of like concentric waves on walls, on people's homes. And some of them are like original designs. I saw some like nature landscapes, like mountains and sunrises. I mean, it's incredible stuff. Yeah. Did you start following them? Not yet, but I'm going to. Ugh, what are you waiting for? <laughs> I don't really use Instagram. I have the Instagram account for, for this show, Fall Friday Pod. And I, but I, Twitter is my main vice. So I need to like get them on Twitter so I can actually, you know, see all their new stuff. <laughs> I know. You know what? Like it, when you need a brain break, just go to Very Gay Paint on Instagram and every mural is beautiful. So you're getting A, you're getting beautiful art. B, you're getting thriving entrepreneurship. You're getting vibes of a very cute relationship. And I think they're to- yeah, I think they're together. And you're also you're getting like a little bit of architectural dwell apartment therapy vibes. But mm-hmm. then which is all fine. And the thing about Very Gay Paint is they could so easily just say mural Joshua Tree and I would still follow them but instead instead all of their captions are they're amazing incredibly gay <laughs> <laughs> like um for example beautiful mural of concentric circles the caption says the term concentric comes from the Greek con which means together and the Latin century which means they are being gay And so everything is shoehorned into gayness and um, and how gay paint is, how gay you are, if you like it. Um, And what they've done is they've just they've taken Instagram branding to a level that is just parody. That's so hilarious to me. And so. um, So like in this photo, Jensen is letting the mural know that being gay is first and foremost a competition. And in this cruel gay world, she must compete to survive. So everything (laughs) is just um, a commentary, not necessarily on the work, but in how how it is gay. And I just think that it's really hilarious. And it's in a way like a parody of all like online (laughs) influencer and beautiful kind of room and design porn as well as 
I'm I'm going to take whatever my brand is and just make it first and foremost in every caption. And it just makes me laugh every time. It, it's very effective because it's both making you laugh, but it's also like you look at enough of these photos as I did last night. And mm-hmm. I'm like, OK, first I need to buy a house. Then I need to hire these guys so they can paint it. You know, <laughs> It works. So <laughs> I know they, they, they did this one that I that, I, that I was really cool. One of those retro designs you're talking about where it's sort of like snaking around the corners of someone's uh, house. And the caption is. Corners are the gayest part of a home because it's the best place to listen to yourself sing. <laughs> I'm very jealous of their of their Instagram captions as well. I think they do they do so well there. And I just it's something that you you forget because you're so enamored by the artwork that then by the time you read the caption and after you've kind of like digested like oh god that's beautiful oh I wonder what colors I would what room would I and then you. Oh, yeah, you read the caption and it's something that is um, once again completely taking advantage of their branding. And so, yeah, they just delight me and they're one of my favorite follows recently. And I, I feel like even in the last maybe week, they've gotten another 10,000 followers. Their following is growing yeah. so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> well, the big question I have for you, has your home been painted very gaily yet? I'm so glad you asked. Um, <laughs> my home is a little curious I'll say, curious enough that I reached out to them and was like, how how do I gay up my home? And they said, let's have a consultation. So I'm scheduling a consultation with them to see about getting, uh, if I can do something about my cis hetero wall and just gay it up a little bit. Good. Okay. Well, I look forward to future updates on that. Uh, So that was Very Gay Paint. They're on Instagram at Very Gay Paint. Allie, thank you so much for sharing your follows with us today. Um, this was really fun talking to you. Before we go, let's make sure listeners know how to find you online. Where do you want them to follow you? Uh, you can follow me at Allie Ward uh, with one L, and that is at Twitter and Instagram. And I will say you asked about Jealousy and my Ologies account now has the same number of follows I do. And I'm feeling a really weird... <laughs> Jealousy, You're competitive I'm like, with yourself. Yeah, because I'm like, well, okay, Ologies has like 112,000 followers, right? So does my account. But I've had my account much longer than Ologies. And I'm like, what happens if I have more followers on Ologies than I do on my account? Does that mean people like the show more than they really like me? Or does that mean I'm just doing a better job on one account? So that is one thing I'm competitive Maybe with. Maybe we should stop talking about <laughs> follows in the internet before you spiral into, into oblivion here. <laughs> so yeah, so if you want to follow me first, it's Allie. And then you can also follow my show, Allie. Uh, at ologies on Twitter and Instagram and you can just check in and see who's winning each week. <laughs> <laughs> fight, 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 fight. You can find me on Twitter at hey hey esj and this show on Twitter or Instagram at follow friday pod. Visit followfridaypodcast.com for a transcript of this episode, links to everything we talked about, and more. Our theme music was written by me and performed by Yona Marie. Our show art was illustrated by Dodie Hermawan. Additional music by Catherine Chang, Starfrosh, and Purple Planet Music. Special thanks to our sponsor, Hey, which is making email smarter, better, and more secure. Check it out for your personal use or for your business at hey.com. Today's show was produced by Bumblecast. You can hire us to help you start a podcast or make your existing podcast better. We work with creators of all backgrounds and experience levels. Learn more at bumblecast.fm. That's all for this week. This is Eric Johnson reminding you to talk about people behind their backs. And when you do, say something nice. See you next Friday. Yay! Oh my gosh, so fun. Thank you for letting me just... 
babble on and on about all the people I love. <laughs> one more time, thank you to Hey.com for sponsoring Follow Friday. Here's one of those exclusive features of Hey for Work that I was talking about earlier. When you're working on a project over email, you and your team are generating a bunch of email threads with a lot of recipients. But with Hey for Work, you can combine multiple threads on a single page, give it a name, and share this collection of threads with everyone with a single invite. It's great. Check out Hey for Work today at hey.com. That's H-E-Y.com.